In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and, and there's, a, there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to Awaken180WeightLoss.com. Benny, you made this? What is going on, all of you beautiful listeners? Welcome back to The Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by the boys, Dion Franklin, BJ Johnson. What's up, boys? What's happening? What's happening? Good. What's good? Quick reminder to follow us on social media at the Podcast. Facebook is up and running. Make sure you show the Facebook page some love. TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. Everywhere. Yik Yak. I'm just kidding. I made that up. <laughs> uh, all, all the social medias. You guys ever use Yik Yak back in the day? Is that still a thing? Yeah. That was, oh, yeah. That was like freshman year of college. Yik Yak was, Yik Yak was where it was at. All right. Boys, we only have one month, less than one month, until the season starts already. We have the preseason in like two weeks. This offseason has just flown by. Love it. Which the good news for you guys, the listeners, is we have a lot of topics to cram into a few offseason episodes to make sure they get their due before the season starts and we have fresh basketball to talk about. Which means today we're going to be talking about something that is very near and dear to our hearts and we could easily give out some awards for hooper of the year i mean that would look pretty similar to nba awards you know Jokic, Giannis, guys like that so kind of defeats the purpose but more importantly this show i'm being informed has become the gold standard for who not even just in basketball but just in the world today He's struggling through the Good Hustle Awards. And with that magnificent burden upon our shoulders, today we have our nominations for the first ever Class of 2021 Good Hustle Award Hall of Fame. Three people or organizations are going into the Good Hustle Hall of Fame. Each of us will induct one person or organization, one entity, that we nominated for a Good Hustle Award as a whole this year and we'll induct them into the Good Hustle Hall of Fame. At some point, I got to think there's going to be some plaques made, maybe mm-hmm. some busts that we can <laughs> that we can put somewhere at some point. This is, this is going to be a thing. For generations, children will visit the Good Hustle Hall of Fame. And you guys were here for the first ever class. So congratulations. So we're going to be doing that today. 
And then to, we're also going to be ranking our best NBA teams of all time. Who are the teams that are head and shoulders above the rest? We're going to be talking about that today. But first, even though we have a you know massive ceremony to get to in a little bit, um, black tie required, not optional. But before that, we still have our weekly awards we got to give out before we get to the Hall of Fame ceremony. We got to give out our Hoopers of the Week and our Good Hustle Awards for this week. So, Dion, take it away with your Hooper of the Week. All right. So, <clears throat> for Hooper of the Week, I have a Hooper of the Week and an honorable mention. Uh, Hooper of the Week, I will give it to a guy that I didn't even know was coaching, to be honest. I had no clue. And that is John Lucas III. I will give him a Hooper of the Week for being a good sport about what happened that night in 2012 when LeBron James hurdled his ass for a dunk. Uh, <laughs> leave the little man get, alone, Dion. He's been uh, through enough. I said, leave him alone. <laughs> I just I just saw it today. I was like, man, how is this man a coach? I didn't even know. But yeah, just for being a good sport. And now he's coaching LeBron. So he went from getting jumped over by LeBron to coaching him. So that's pretty impressive. Where is he uh, coaching? The Lakers. He's in a system. Oh, is he? Yeah. I didn't okay. even know that. Yeah. <laughs> why, why did that Hooper of the Week feel like a good hustle award in disguise? It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. Like, in, in, case, in case you remember mm. this horrible thing that happened to you that the <laughs> internet will remember forever. But, you know, he, here's a Hooper. He brought it up. He, he brought it up today and said uh, he was being a good sport about it, saying that LeBron will have to run extra laps now that he's this coach. <laughs> <laughs> And Honestly, then, there's 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 no shame in being dunked on by LeBron. The list no. is long and distinguished. So, <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it's not the man's fault. Mention, he's not six five. The what? Sorry, I said it's not the man's fault. He's not six five. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but for honorable mention, I just re- came to a realization today that LeBron James and Russell Westbrook are on the same team, and as we both all know that. <laughs> They put out some pretty fire, kind of awkward sometimes videos where they listen to new music and stuff. So videos, a video of them two together came out today listening to music, and that was lit. So I can, I am looking forward to all of these videos. The vibes are gonna be immaculate, immaculate vibes only. So that's those are my hoopers. Shocker, Dion found a way to make LeBron his Hooper of the this Week. This is my first, this is my first Hooper of the Week ever where LeBron is the Hooper of the Week. So I don't <laughs> want to hear it. Whatever, Dion. BJ, who's who's hooping? Believe it or not, James Harden is my Hooper of the Week. Ooh. A clip came out the other day. James Harden was getting ready to work out, but before he got to the gym, he saw his AAU team in there. And then he pulled them to the side with their coach. He asked them how long they was working for. They said, oh, we've been getting it in for an hour and a half. He said, y'all don't look like y'all really been doing nothing. They, were, they weren't sweating. They looked like they were just playing around. And he was trying to tell them, like, if you want to get to the next level, like, you should be drenching sweat when you leave the gym. Like, an hour and a half, that's a good day's work. And you shouldn't be fresh. And they all kind of nodded their heads. They knew he was right. And uh, James Harden, say what you will about him. The man does put in the work. 
And despite, you know, the Nets doing the way they're doing things down there, I got to think that with healthy James Harden, he could have MVP season yet again, lead the league in assists. But for him to mentor those kids like that, James, when you're not in Magic City, you are the man. He probably made in Magic City too. But you giving back to the kids, we love to see it. Great hooping out there. Love to see it. Literally. The fact that he just took time to just do that is mm-hmm. impressive. Yeah, I mean, you stole the words right out of my mouth. That was my response. As people hate James Harden, I get it. Whenever the Celtics play him, I can't stand him. Um, you know, not always the best of conditioning, but say what you want about him. He puts in the work. When you watched him at Arizona State, that was not the dude dropping, you know, 35-point triple doubles, 50-point triple doubles in the NBA. The dude is serious about his craft. You know, he – might as well call him work hard, play hard. Like, yeah, he likes to go out. Yeah. He likes to do his thing, you know, strip clubs, but he also, he does put in the work. There are way too many videos not posted by him of him just drenched in sweat, getting work in. And so, I mean, I, it's, it's a good lesson. I mean, if basketball is a hobby, yeah. I mean, go shoot around, you know, don't worry about it. But if you want to in anything, if you really want to go places, you got to look at how the best do things, how they practice when nobody's watching and that's how you got to do things. And these guys were saying, like, yeah, we want to go to the league. Yeah, we want to play college ball. That was James Harden's whole point of, like, you don't look like you've been putting in college hoop level work. You know, if that's your goal, you got to work harder than that. Mm-hmm. And it is, go watch the video if you haven't seen it. It's a cool moment. It's not like he was coming down on him or anything, but he was just being real with them of, like, this, this is how you got to do it. And you love to see it. I love that pick. My Hooper of the Week is a guy who almost carried me to a fantasy football dub. I got to give my man almost. I lost by one point this week, so I might have to give myself another good hustle award. I'm now 0-4. That's all right. It's not about me. Since this is the Hooper of the Week segment, it is clearly not about me. Not much happened in basketball. I got to go back to football. Lamar Jackson putting it on the Kansas City Chiefs. Great pick. Outstanding second half, prime time, big trust. Lamar Jackson. Big trust. I'm not a big Lamar Jackson guy, I'll be honest, but anybody who beats the Chiefs is is cool with me. I'm I'm good with that. <laughs> Lamar I'm Jackson is the second best running back in the NFL. Yeah. I know dude. he's a quarterback, but he's the second best running back yeah, behind Derrick Henry right now. Yeah, that's big facts. <laughs> like I, I think it was just more like when he was, you know, his MVP season. I just thought he was overrated. Like, yeah, he was having a great year, but I was like, everyone needs to chill out. You know, he's not going to be an MVP every year. But now everyone kind of forgot about him. He had a little bit of a down year last year, and people forgot about him. Like, he's still pretty good. So I got to give Lamar Jackson some love. Almost getting daddy the dub, but not quite. All right, let's get negative. Let's give the first nominees for next year's Good Hustle Hall of Fame. Um, it's not only am I going, you know, it's the off season. So not only do I have to go out of sports sometimes for my Good Hustle Award or Hooper of the Week, I got to go out of industry. I'm going way out there to give a Good Hustle Award. I don't know if you guys saw this, but Rolling Stone magazine recently redid their list for the top 500 songs of all time and it is atrocious <laughs> atrocious 
I mean, I don't claim to be any type of aficionado or anything. I don't claim, you know, I don't have a podcast where I talk about music at all for a reason, but their list is just, it's just not true. Like some of the things on this list, it's, it's, it's inaccurate. It's a falsehood. Like there's, I don't know if you guys are fans of these genres, but like John Lennon's Imagine, one of the most influential songs of all time inspired an entire movement in the 60s and 70s it's number 19 on this list and like don't get me wrong i like missy franklin probably more than the next guy like but get your freak on is the eighth best song of all time any genre no shot yeah they're trying to say get your freak on is the eighth best song of all time what is it? What, what what are they basing it off of? Like no clue. Absolutely no clue. Like it <laughs> this this list is and like I like Aretha Franklin a lot, but R-E-S-P-E-C-T, respect, is not the best song of all time. That was number one. Okay, I like that song a lot, but that is not the best song of all time. It's just because her movie came out. It has to be. It gotta be. Gotta be. There's no way that's the best song. And in my opinion, the best song of all time didn't make the top 50, and that's Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven. How can you say you follow music and Stairway to Heaven isn't in the top 50? This list is a travesty. I wish I had two hours to rip this list apart. This is a joke. (laughs) Site episode. Like, I think I finally found a site and a news source in quotation marks that is more clickbaity than ESPN is. Rolling Stone is clearly struggling with this list. They needed eyeballs bad. And I guess I'm the chump because I gave it to them, but I cannot let this pass. Those of you in the sound of my voice just know that I disagree vehemently with this Rolling Stone list. Wow. And so does pretty much everybody wow. else. This, wait, wait, wait. this what's, list what's is the, a disgrace. What's the, top, what's the top three? You want the top three? So yeah. number one, Aretha Franklin, respect. Great song. Probably in the top 10, number one. I disagree. Uh, number two, Public Enemy, Fight the Power. Another great song. I don't know about number two. I don't know about number two. I kind of just, this, this list feels like very skewed towards hip hop. And like, don't get me wrong, I love hip hop, I love rap, but it feels a little bit skewed. And like a lot of the rock from like the 60s, 70s, and 80s feels like it's kind of getting the shaft. Number three is a song I don't even know, which is Sam Cooke, A Change Is Gonna Come. Oh, beautiful. That's a great song. Is it? That's I mean, that one's probably on me. I haven't heard, heard that one. In my life. Yeah, so I, oh. I can't. I can't comment on it. It's a it's a tearjerker though, so don't listen to it, it anytime when you're doing that. I'll wait till I'm in my feelings, then I'll listen to yeah, it. Yeah. Number four <laughs> is Bob Dylan, like a Rolling Stone. Another song I'm not really familiar with, so I can't really comment on it. Um, Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit at number five. I'm okay with that. All right, I'll take that. Hey, I'm, I'm good with okay. that. Yeah. Um, Marvin Gaye, what's going on at number six? Love me some Marvin Gaye, but I don't know about that. Um, this, this one I have a problem with at number seven, which is the Beatles strawberry fields forever. Don't get me wrong. I like strawberry fields forever, but that's probably like not even in my top five Beatles songs. Like where's Hey Jude? Where's I want to hold your hand. Where's let it be. 
I think those are like the best Beatles songs ever. I don't know about Strawberry Fields. Good song, but I feel like the Beatles have better ones. Like I said, number eight, get your freak on, Missy Elliott. No shot. No shot. Um, Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. I like Fleetwood Mac, but that's not even my favorite um, Fleetwood Mac song. Oh, I forgot about this. This might even be worse than Missy Elliott. And number 10 is Outcast. Hey, ya. Top 10 of all time. No shot. Nah, nah, no shot. Are they saying <laughs> Hey, ya is the 10th best song of nah. all time? <laughs> Who, in the, who is looking nah. at this and saying, "Yeah, this is better than Stairway, but Stairway to Heaven by a lot." <laughs> this is better than Skinner. Like what? Yeah. No shot. Anyway, gonna have to. Rolling Stone. Good, good hustle out there. You're you're hustling, trying to get those eyeballs. No, no shot. <laughs> BJ, who's hustling? Well. Similar to Taylor, another group of people who vote on all-time things. I just realized this. Uh, the Hall of Fame committee, the voters, have yet to elect Mr. Robert Ory into the Hall of Fame. And why might you ask, is this a big deal? I'll tell you. Robert Ory has seven rings. Robert Ory is named Big Shot Rob. Robert Ory is also 7-0 in the NBA Finals all time. And yet the committee does not want to elect him in the Hall of Fame, and I don't understand why. Not that he had the best stats, no. But playoff win percentage, he's pretty high up there. If you ask any team he was on, they said they wouldn't have won without him, yet the committee has a problem with letting them in. Rudy Tomjanovich, who was just elected this uh, two, two classes ago, even mentioned Rob at the end of his speech because he was confused as to why as well. So NBA Hall of Fame voting committee, I just want to know, what did Big Shot Rob do to you? Let me know. Get back at me about this. <laughs> that's that's a hot take. I, I feel not. like I'm on the – What? I feel stop, like stop, 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 oh stop, 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 stop. Robert Rory's not a Hall there's, of Famer? There's people with no rings in the Hall of Fame. I don't want to hear it. He has I'm seven on the fence. Rings. I'm on the fence. He's seven He's on the Oh, my God. He, he has seven rings. I do. I know. I, I do. I do find the seven big. I I like Big Shot Bob. Nothing against Big Shot Bob, but how much of it is right place, right time, and how much seven of it times? is? I I don't know. I'm on the fence. When I think of the Hall of Fame, I think of the absolute best of the best, and I feel like Robert Ory individually is a little lacking, like what he did other than the team successes that he had. I don't know. I'll have to do some research. I'm not I'm not ready to commit to this argument and say definitively I, I don't shocked. think Robert Orr shouldn't be in the completely utterly shocked. I don't know. I'm on the fence. That's all I'm saying. I'm not committing to this argument one way wow. or another. Seven I'm, rings I'm not in the Hall of Fame. That's crazy. I would have never okay. Never mind. Never mind. That's, never that's, mind. That's Apparently okay. this is let me let voting. me explain where I'm coming from. In my mind, there's two components to being in the Hall of Fame. There's team success on one side. Yes, obviously you check that box. Seven rings, only like Bill Russell has more. And like those, you know, 60s Celtics teams have more team success. But then there's the individual side of it. These are the guys with no rings, but are clearly so individually good that they still belong in the Hall of Fame. Carl Malone, John Stockton, Charles Barkley. Uh, Gary Payton, like obviously because of their individual success, they just belong in the Hall of Fame. 
And I feel like Robert Ory's resume on that side is pretty, pretty weak, but I'll have to do some research and I'll get back to you on this. I will commit to this I, argument one way or another. I think regardless, like you, he played in the league for 16 years and won a ring in seven. That's that alone. I don't care how good you are. Like you run, you are in a team that won a ring seven years. It it just it's an automatic it's an automatic inductee in my eyes. I mean, like James Jones has three rings, right? Is he a Hall of Famer? That's not seven, though. He's undefeated in the finals. He's got the best win percentage of all time. I mean, let me let me. I guess think this on is that. why they don't let him in. I guess that's why they don't let him in. <laughs> Let me yeah. let me think on that. They, they all they okay. all thinking like okay. like TC. That's why I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pray on this. I'm gonna pray on this, and I'll I'll get back yeah. to you. Listen to Sam Cook and pray. Listen to change. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pray. I'm gonna do some soul searching on this, and I'll get back to you on the Robert Ory <laughs> argument. Dion, who who's hustling? All right. So this week hustling was a couple of people that are playing for the same team. And a video went around where they were at a groundbreaking ceremony for the new arena. <laughs> that would be Kawhi and Paul George. So the Clippers put, put together a little shindig for their new arena, and it looked awkward as hell. Let me tell you, it's just, it's literally people all in the, like a horseshoe <laughs> listening to a group perform. It was like there was not more than fifty people in that room. And this group was just going at it. Like, I don't even know who they were. And just Kawhi and Paul George just sitting there unamused. Like, bro, you can at least try to act like you care a little bit. You don't have to act cool for, for nobody. It's a groundbreaking. It's a happy time. Why are you just like, no, showing no teeth whatsoever. Just like, just looking. Bro, awkward. Kawhi was going out of his way to make sure everyone knew that he was not having a good time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it was, it was just like made the whole video 10 times better. And so just for them not trying and trying to act too cool in my eyes, they, they deserve a good hustle this week. Dude, the greatest so myth in the NBA is that Kawhi Leonard's a team guy. I don't know why people still think this. That's this dude, this dude is out for himself. He's, he's not, not going to go to a team event and be happy about it. Okay, like he's yeah. gonna, I'm like he just has the look on his face. Like I'm just here so I don't get fined. Like literally, you know, like, I guess he has more Drake music videos to get to or something. I don't know. Like it, he was straight <laughs> up not having a good time. <laughs> That's one of my Should favorite music videos of all time. All right, I'm ready to commit. Upon further review, I am absolutely saying that Robert Ory does not belong in the Hall of Fame. You're being ridiculous. I'm not surprised. I'm really not Look, surprised. My man, you're trying to tell me just be, like, yes, he has the rings, but my man averaged seven points a game in his career. Seven. <laughs> On 42% shooting. Yeah, look up, look up the stats. This is how that one argument in real time. You had to look up the stats. You, you, you focus too much on stats, and you were the first person on this podcast. I think you were five episodes in. You were like, oh, you care about his points. I'm like, bro, every single argument since then for you has been about points. That is it. Dude, I Stop. take take a statistical measurement, anything. Yes, he has seven rings, and he's really good at picking teams, but 
individually, he never did anything. Yeah, those he didn't pick those teams. He didn't pick those teams. He got traded to them. Did he? That... He got traded. Yeah, he, he forced his way out of Phoenix. Yeah, he forced his way out of a couple. Look, yeah. maybe he was a huge influence in the locker room. Maybe he was, you know, a team leader. Yeah, he hit some big shots. But I feel like you got to do more individually to make your way into the Hall of Fame. I feel like you yourself as a basketball player got to do a little bit more. That's ridiculous. And that's I, – I don't feel like that's slander. I feel like that's fair. I don't know whose criteria that is, though. Like, I don't think every individual performer is like, oh, yeah, like, he was great. He averaged 30, but he never made the play. Like, I don't really – is so is Brad Bill gonna just go down as a bona fide Hall of Famer one day? Like, is his are his numbers that great? Well, oh my God, Brad Bill, thirty a game, but never made the conference finals. Like, are they gonna be like, oh, he's got to be in because he scored every night, or is it gonna be like, oh, Brad Bill ended up with five rings? Like, well, I mean, what, Brad Bill is way too early to say. I mean, but I'm saying like huh. it's still stats. Let me put it to you this way: stats. if he wait, keeps. Wait, 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 wait. Doing this for five or six more years, he might be a Hall of Famer, yeah. Wait, is Rondo Hall of Famer? Rondo? <laughs> Since you focus yeah. so much on points? He has yeah, 10 Rondo's points a Hall of Famer. He has 10 he's, like, he's like top five all time. So how is Rondo? He's literally – Because I'm, I'm about to tell you. 10 points a game. I'm about to tell you because he's like top five all time in steals and he's like top 10 all time in assists. So yeah, he belongs in the Hall hmm. of Fame. And his he has individual stats. He has no. He has, he has two. He has two rings. rings. Yeah, he belongs in the Hall of Fame. He's one of the, the best point guards of all time. I. That's God. just my opinion. I feel like you have to do more individually to make it into the Hall of Fame. My so man was scoring so like so. Like so, people people that do more individually but don't get rings get in. But people that do more as a team don't get in. In my opinion, in the Robert Ory it case, yeah, no I, it's it's like the whole Chris Paul for MVP argument. Like that we had a while ago of like. So is Steve, is Steve Kerr Hall of Famer? I'm gonna say no, as a player. What? As a coach, maybe. Oh my god! Oh. I don't think he's he a Hall of lay. Famer as a as a player. Maybe my just my as standard coach, of the Hall wait, of Fame his, is is higher, but I, his career as a coach is shorter than his career as a player. But you saying his career as a coach has already solidified him in the Hall of Fame? I mean, how many coaches have more than – what do you see? have three rings? How many coaches have three rings or more and aren't in the Hall Phil of Fame? Phil got like – I'm saying, how are you going to say his career as a coach always his career as a player, but he got like five as a player? Because he, he was just only a small part of those Bulls teams. Oh trying to tell me Luke God. Longley is a Hall of Famer? Trying to tell me Bill Luke Cartwright got, is a bro. Hall of Famer? Uh, you are the critical I, most. I, I don't understand. Is, I'm, I'm asking, is Luke Longley a Hall of Famer? He's got three rings. Are you acting like Rajon Rondo was carried the whole team all the, at all times. Jesus he did not. Christ. It's never Rondo good has two rings, and he has the individual accolades in his career as well. He's made all-star games. He's on the all-time list for points in the, or for assists and steals. Yeah, but Where's Robert Ory? He has seven rings. Yeah, so where is he? In his name, other than the teams he hey, was so on. So I'm going to say Rondo has two rings. That's not enough. So then, to, uh, so then, answer my question: Is Luke Longley a Hall of Famer? I don't even know who that is. He has three rings. Put some respect on his name. But when did when did Luke Longley hit game winning shots in multiple series? From multiple is B.J. Teams? Armstrong a Hall of Famer? But no, but no. When did Luke Longley, for your example, ever do what Robert Ory did though? Like big he, shots down he, the stretch. He started in all those Bulls teams, Robert no, no, Ory. No, but I'm start. saying Robert Ory was critical to teams winning, though. Literally the game-winning shots, game-saving shots for his team. 
So, but what I'm asking you, like, I get that Robert Ory is close. Bro, now you're gonna you about to flip it, so it goes back to your arc. But I'm saying, like, you the rings. I'm saying he made big. He's a reason, a key reason why his teams even were in those positions because he hit the shots. Shaq he did hit he big shots. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But where I'm asking with the Luke Longley question is, where is you guys cut off? If Robert Ory is clearly a Hall of Famer because of the rings, where is the cutoff of like okay. who's the guy who has point, rings but isn't going to make it? But you point to point to me something where Luke Longley's defined in history. We can say I remember when Luke Longley did that. People can go back in history and say I remember when Robert Ory did this for the Lakers, did that for the Rockets, did that for the Spurs. Like a Hall of Famer, you can have definitive moments. Luke Longley, that's just for your example, but you can't definitively say, oh, yeah, he has rings. So for you guys, it's the, it's it's the rings combined with the big moments that make Robert Ori a Hall of Famer. It's not, that's not what I'm saying, but for, it's because of your Luke Longley argument. I'm saying, like, you're trying to use Luke Longley as an example. I'm saying, tell me when Luke Longley has had the same impact as Robert Ori, though. No, I'm legitimately asking. I'm like, where if, if Robert Ori is a surefire Hall of Famer, then where is your cutoff of guys who have rings but did nothing? And so, like, where in and where is that spectrum? There's guys that there's, there's guys that did nothing and don't have as many rings. Like, if you're saying that Robert Hart really did nothing and those seven rings mean nothing, no, I'm not saying it that? doesn't mean nothing. It definitely means something. Just in my mind, you have to combine team success with individual accolades of some kind. Okay, so that's what you're saying, but like, so. If somebody only has individual accolades, they can get in? Depends on how good the accolades are. Okay, so Robert Horry is on literally the top two all-time with rings. Why is that not enough? Because in my mind, top he two. doesn't have enough individual success. He wasn't a big Alan enough a part of those. A, Alan Iverson never won a ring. That's so true. how is his individuals enough? Because Alan Iverson made it to the finals and was MVP. And a ten times. So if you make it there and you lose, that's enough to get you in, though. No, but I'm saying he did have some team success, and then he had a ton of personal accolades. We're talking about a guy who's top 25 in so, points of all time. The ultimate team sport is not about the team at all. Really, it's about the individual. Is basically the base. We're talking about the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah, the, mm. teams don't go into the Hall of Fame. Individuals go into the Hall of Fame for what they do, though. And I feel like Robert yeah. Ory did a lot. I but mean, okay. I, I, that, okay. I respect your opinion. Like, I, it just in my opinion, I don't think Robert Ory is. And I'm, I'm honestly trying to figure out like where you guys draw the line with that. Of what is it about Robert Ory that makes you guys think he that he's such a sure? He, there's only one person that won more rings than him. That's where I draw the line. There's literally one person in the whole world that has more rings than him. So it's just the sheer number of rings for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So then. and I'm not trying to be confrontational. I'm legitimately asking then why isn't Bill Russell the goat in your eyes? If he has 11 rings, that wouldn't that make him like the best player of all time? We're talking all of fame right now. What takes to get into the all of fame? I'm not talking about best of all time. I, I feel like I see what you're saying. I, I feel like you have to do something more individually to get into the hall of fame, but I agree to disagree then. Um, all right, then enough about that. We shouldn't be bickering on such an important night. <laughs> because speaking of the Hall of Fame, there may be some debate actually about who is included in this Hall of Fame because each of us, we, we have to protect the sanctity of the Good Hustle Hall of Fame. And so we can't have a class that's too big. And so each of us can only induct 
one entity into the Good Hustle Hall of Fame for 2021? Well, mine is easy. Mine is so slight. Well, we got to talk about some nominees first. I have a whole list, and I want you guys to bring up some of your favorites from this year. Let's reminisce, shall we? Let's go down memory lane because personally, my favorite part of the dagger this whole year has been the Good Hustle Awards. We have had some absolute doozies that have just been hilarious. And so I want to walk down memory lane for a minute. And so let's just each go around and let's bring up so and we got to remind the viewers make sure they you know we set the scene and you know they know why they're nominated for the hall of fame and so my first nominee i feel like he'd be a long shot to make it into the hall but one of my favorites is he has to be nominated is Jakob purtle my man mm. throwing up medicine balls <laughs> from the free throw line numerous <laughs> times this year shooting 45 percent from the free throw line has to get you nominated for the good hustle hall of fame good lord my man shoots 50 something from not 50 something he shoots similar from three-point range he shoots like 42 percent, but only 45 percent from the line and shoots above above that from the field he shoots like 47 percent from the field but 45 from the line that is absolutely atrocious and for that you have to be nominated for the good hustle hall of fame yeah it was it's definitely going to be a long shot for him to win but he's definitely got to be a nominee in my eyes because when you shoot multiple pairs of airball free throws in one season you're automatically a nominee the funny thing about Jakob Pertl and his free throw shooting is it's not a Giannis or Ben Simmons situation where there's something wrong with his form. His form is perfectly fine. His form looks, his form looks <laughs> perfectly fine. And for some reason, his brain just shuts off when he's at the line and he just throws up a medicine ball from the line. Like he like, sneezes when hilarious. he sees Yeah, like, like closes his eyes like doing the MJ challenge. I don't know, man, but you, you got to be nominated. Long shot to get in, but you got to be nominated. Dion, give me another nominee. All right. So I forgot when this was, but it wasn't too, too long ago. Jay Williams. Oh, damn it. Colin, yep. Colin he made Udoka the first black head coach for the Boston Celtics. Damn it. Has to be that was one of the, the top nominees in this year's He's class got- of Good Hustle. Please keep going. But it gets so much better. It gets so much. Please keep going. It's not not like the Celtics had an all of fame black coach or the last title they won was under a black coach. You know. What's his name? Doc Rivers? What is he again? Dockery? Doc? Doc Rivers? Doc Martin? Doc Madden? (laughs) Oh, Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. He's black, right? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. I was making sure. Yep. He's 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 on ESPN, right? Yeah. Just another L for the And what makes the story funnier is not just that he's so dead ass wrong about the first black coach in the Celtics history, but him coming back and trying to claim that he was hacked. Like somebody (laughs) hacked his phone just to send out a congratulatory text to the Celtics head coach. (laughs) (laughs) That was their whole plan. I'm gonna bust into Jay Williams' phone and I'm gonna congratulate Coach. Congratulations. (laughs) Whoops. So, so maniacal. It's the perfect plan. Perfect plan. <laughs> Jay Williams, shut up, man. Nobody believes you were hacked. And Jalen Rose giving him shit about it is so funny. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> J- 
Jay Williams, that I, I feel like I can say with confidence and in a year of bad takes, that was the worst take we saw in 2021. That was horrible. <laughs> and then to double down on that, to double down on your stupidity and then lie on top of it is just hilarious. Great hustle. Yeah. Great hustle. BJ, give us another nominee. Oh man, uh, so sh- you know this this individual just might take it because she might get in the Hall of Fame tonight. Uh, Rachel Nichols, uh, <laughs> former former ESPN employee, um, who was caught saying some things about diversity in the workplace and is no longer working for ESPN. The jump is no longer under her control. She was removed from the network, but she decided to just let them know, hey, if you want to work on diversity, don't take it from my place. When, you know, Maria Taylor in in all actuality should have been in Rachel Nichols' spot the whole time. And uh, Rachel Nichols' whole thing is about being a, uh, you know, credible reporter. Uh, You know, she's in the know with the NBA. She's got top tier access. Well, now she does not. Rachel Nichols is... My one of my nominees for Good Hustle Hall of Fame this season. She just gotta be. She she's been on she's been on our radar for way too long. Jealousy is an ugly, ugly thing. And it makes people do ugly, ugly things. Like we've said this whole time. Even more than Rachel Nichols, ESPN might get more of a good hustle award for the way they handled this whole thing. Absolutely. But Rachel Nichols saying the things that she said i mean definitely not good um definitely not good the rumors of her getting with jimmy butler also not good um it's it's been a rough year been a rough year for rachel nichols and so very deserving of consideration for the good hustle hall of fame my nominee another nominee i have for the good hustle hall of fame is the Los Angeles Lakers medical staff for the way they handled the Anthony Davis injury in mm-hmm. game six of the playoffs. Like, I guess they just don't run tests there. I, <laughs> I guess like when a player says, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Sounds good, buddy. <laughs> Have fun out there. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony Davis got into the game and within like 14 seconds was already re-injured. Yeah, yep. never should have been out there in the first place. Lakers medical staff, the way they handled this whole injury was just horrible. And I don't know what they saw from it because there's no way he could have showed in practice or anything that he could jump or run or anything. So what are they looking at that said, yep, you're good to go, AD? Yep. <laughs> Do it. Go hoop. You got it, big fella. You got yeah, it. Yeah, I said, like, I don't care what I say, I'm going to play tonight. That's the only other explanation. But you're the medical staff. Your only concern is player safety. That is your whole thing. And so when you have a guy who's at a higher risk of re-injuring himself, that falls on you. You got to tell him no. So, I mean. They probably said, like, you can't do worse than it already is, so might as well try it. But I feel like that's not really true. I feel like. That's true. No, no, I I agree. I agree. I was just, like. No no idea. I guess the, you know, the. They're taking orders from the players there in LA, but Lakers medical staff definitely has to be considered. BJ, hit me with another nominee. Oh man, 
Another nominee is my guy, Jalen Rose. Um, you know, we love Jalen Rose on the dagger, but another hot take when he said that Kevin Love being on Team USA was tokenism and that we were afraid to send an all-black team to play for the gold medal. Well, Jalen forgot to simply Google that 2016, our last Olympic team was indeed all black as well. All the brothers were representing the team at the time, but he just felt that this year, 2021, <laughs> Kevin Love was to diversify the portfolio when indeed we have sent <laughs> brothers over there before. And usually Jalen Rose is following the money, but this time, Jalen, you worked Thanks. for the company. You could have Googled this, could have got this directly from the database. You could have asked Stephen A to look it up, but no, Jalen Rose is dead said that Kevin Love, Banana Republic model number one, was the reason <laughs> that, you know, we didn't want to send an all-black team for the gold medal. Hey, I hope you're happy, Jalen. You got your <laughs> wish, and instead of Kevin Love, who's decent, we had to watch JaVale McGee put on the Stars and Stripes and play for us. So I <laughs> hope you're happy. And Kendall, Kel, Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. Keldon Johnson. That's, yeah, I Lord. hope you're happy. <laughs> That's peak American. They did satisfy Halloween. your requirements, but they are not, neither of them is are as good as Kevin Love. So I, I hope you're happy. But luckily we did get that gold medal. So that's, that's a, that's a great nominee. Yeah. Dion. All right. So uh, a time long ago, uh, news came from overseas that a, professional basketball player got <clears throat> drug tested and the result came back as pregnant so <laughs> first off how do you run a drug test and come back with a pregnant result that's the first question and second of all how can you be so stupid that you supply a pregnant female urine to a drug test <laughs> how stupid can you be he has to be one of the top nominees for this class because that's just like all-time hustle see i don't know if this is how it happened but i like to give dj cooper the benefit of the doubt and maybe this was a beautiful moment of you know he just you know he couldn't stay off the weed and so he asked his girlfriend for you know a little bit of a sample and maybe this is how he found out he was going to be a father you know, maybe the yeah. NBA or whatever league he was in, you know, <laughs> telling him that he, you know, maybe yeah, that's he how he found out, out he's going to be a daddy. So, I mean, fair, fair enough. You don't have the whole fact, <laughs> but that I mean, you still got to get a good hustle award, but beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> maybe it was a beautiful, beautiful. moment for him. <laughs> oh, my God. DJ Cooper, y'all. Remember the name or not. I love that one. It is with great pleasure that I introduce this Good Hustle Award and has to be a favorite for the Good Hustle Hall of Fame. We have the pyramid scheme that is Bishop Sycamore High School. <laughs> they not be hoops related. I don't care. This is my favorite story from 2021. <laughs> and there's no shot you haven't heard of this, but this is the high school team that, first of all, was full of grown men. And got absolutely whacked by IMG <laughs> Academy. These are <laughs> players, football players who had played in junior college for the most part, and they got absolutely waxed by 16-year-olds. So for that, you got to get a good hustle award. Would you what was it, 45 to nothing? Was that it? Yeah. Is that the score? You couldn't Shut put up out. a single point on, on teenagers. You got to get a good <laughs> hustle award for that. And then also just this whole pyramid scheme. 
of this guy who is, first of all, <laughs> is a genius and needs to be in prison for our own protection. Like, I am afraid <laughs> of what he comes up with next because he just created a high school and a high school football team out of thin air, got major networks, including ESPN, to pay him the high school, sorry, the high school, a large amount of money for being on TV. And he's having these boys sleep on his floor and steal from the grocery store to get by. Like this dude is terrible, but I mean, it, the so plan it's... worked. It worked. He actually was on ESPN. He played like a full high school schedule the year before, like at Bishop Sycamore high school and ESPN are nominated for the good hustle hall of fame <laughs> because the, the amount of background information that ESPN did before they put these guys on national television <laughs> is criminal. A simple Google search would have revealed that this is a fake high school. <laughs> all they all, Bishop Sycamore, all they said is we got five-star recruits and ESPN <laughs> said, say less. <laughs> Welcome to the show. We need no more information. You are recruits. On- Did you say recruits? Say less, baby. We got you. Say less. We got you. Welcome. Come on through. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, then ESPN tried to blame some other third party who's clearly not responsible. So, like, <laughs> this whole story is hilarious. ESPN, Bishop Sycamore. You are nominated for the Good Hustle Hall of Fame. Uh, top contender. Top contender. They have to be one of the favorites. I th- actually, I'd go as far to say this is a formality. This is like when Kobe Bryant was nominated for the Hall of Fame. Like, there's no <laughs> yeah, suspense on if Kobe on. Bryant Come was going to get in. You're trying to tell me Bishop Sycamore is not one of the top three. I don't believe you. A speech. <laughs> Dion, give me another nominee. Okay. So... I don't know if this is going to be another formality, but it's up there. And this is a multiple-time recipient of the Good Hustle Award. It's been subject of great debate this past couple of weeks, and that is Ben Simmons. Not anything in particular that he did, just the overall year that he had. He went from shooting 24 for 72 in free throws in the playoffs. That is a percentage of 34 Point two free throws. That's a poor three-point percentage, let alone a, free throw. Exactly. That's below he, average for shooting threes, let alone free throws. He he has given up lay, layups and dunks. Maybe, maybe it was just that one. But in a crucial time of the game, in a playoff game, just to pass it out to Matisse Tybal when he has a wide-open dunk for oh, the basket. Dear. Yeah, so bad. He has decided to sit, sit out of training and training camp just to get traded. He expects to get traded to a good team or have at least good value for him trade. What does he, first off, why does he care what value he gets for his trade? You're going to get moved at any rate if you get traded, so shut up. And then he has the audacity to attend all these <laughs> other sports ga- like games. So what are we doing here, Ben? Like, what, what's happening? Are you <laughs> trying to get fired? Because... You're doing a wonderful job, a masterful job. So all things considered, he is a pretty good candidate nominee for Good Hustle of the Year because he's received multiple times. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. It's To say this has been a rough year for Ben Simmons may be the understatement of the year. Um, this has been an absolute, like, 
you guys ever seen the movie 2012? Yeah, like with all totally of the natural right. disasters. Love that movie. That's like the, to say under Ben Simmons has had a bad year is to say like the storm in 2012 was a rainstorm. Like <laughs> it is a criminal understatement. Like this has just been a 2012 yeah. superstorm of a year for mm. Ben Simmons. Just and it, and it continues. Yeah, it's not over. He, yeah, I mean he may, may may be nominated again in 2022. Who knows? <laughs> it's not over yet. <laughs> the saga hasn't ended. <laughs> DJ, give me another nominee. Okay, it's it's, it's getting real tough because I still got a handful loaded in the clip right now, but I'm gonna take some time to show our guy, as uh, Taylor likes to call him, Slim Kevin Durant. I got to show my guys some love. Uh, good hustle recipient, I want to say at least 10 times this season. Uh, back Way back when, uh, KD, Twitter things, was getting in the beast with Michael Rappaport. <laughs> and then, you know, Michael Rappaport was in his feelings that day, and he showed the world. KD was in his DMs, and KD did say, if I see you, I'm going to spit on you. And this is all while Kevin Durant was rehabbing from a hamstring injury. So KD was more focused on trying to see Michael Rappaport, who's known for trolling. He's way focused on that, trying to see him in the streets, get into an altercation with him versus – and this is when he's out for 27 games with a hamstring injury. But Kevin Durant, as always, at least on the bright side, he wasn't using a burner account. This was straight from his mouth. But he was in the DMs thinking, hey, Michael would never rat me out like that. Let me go ahead and push a couple buttons. And long and behold – National news, KD out here in my club reports DMs. The best part is his explanation. His his explanation. This is just how guys talk. You know, we're buddies. This is just how buddies talk. You know, like me and me VJ are tight. You know, I'm just I I kid all the time that I'm gonna spit in his face and you know talk about his (laughs) girl. You know, this is this is casual. Yeah, it's just just boys being boys. You know, these guys being dudes. No, dude. There's there's a line, and you clearly crossed it. And there's so much more. There was him and Draymond on the podcast blaming everybody else for how oh, yeah. Golden State imploded. There was him trying to say that the 17-18 finals were better than the 16-17 finals just because he was in the 17-18 finals. Like, <laughs> just that dude. Get off social media. That horrible, horrible. My next nominee for the good hustle hall of fame is i gotta nominate one ronnie 2k for the hall of fame yes not only is this a banner year for the 2k franchise in just horrible ratings horrible bugs horrible gameplay just everything just just bad bad career mode storyline annoying side characters as usual so once again turning out another turd with another with the 2k label (laughs) slapped on it (laughs) But also, you're going after, you feel so strongly about your ratings that when Bradley Beal and Bradley Beal's wife say they have a problem with it, you're going to go after not Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal's wife on social media and not even tag her in it. Like, that is the most gutless, stupid thing I've ever seen in my life. And you got absolutely bodied on social media for it. Like, you got to know your place. Like, my man woke up and he tweeted, Good morning to everybody except Bradley Beal's wife. Like, that is just so uncalled for, and you got put in your place over it. Like, Ronnie, you think you're cool. You think people like you and support you. Nobody likes you. Nobody supports you. The fans don't like you. The NBA doesn't like you. Nobody likes you. Go away. 
Go away. Go away. <laughs> Go, away. Go away. Go away now. Dion, let's let's do one more nominee each, and then we're gonna have to confer about who's going into the Hall of Fame. And, okay. and preserve the integrity of the process. But give me one more nominee. All right. I was debating and then I decided to go with to me like clear-cut candidate for the Good Hustle Award of the Year is the NBA for multiple decisions that they had, but mo- the most salient <laughs> of all was that to drug test players the day the second after they post a pick where they have 1% of muscle more than the day before. And that is ridiculous. They literally text players the day of that they will be at their doorstep the day after. That's just so mind-boggling to me. Like, bro, you can, like, and they, the, the, to top it all off, they call it random drug tests. Random. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever you say, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's my nominee my last nominee of the year for good hustle of the year oh this is a tough decision because it's coming down to two guys i really like so without a further ado actually i'm gonna call an audible i just thought of something how could we not mention the los angeles clippers and good hustle for this season way back when the Dallas Mavericks put a slacking on the Clippers That's by 51 right. points. Right? That is a throwback right there. <laughs> that is I think like it was the fifth episode or something. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that's a throwback right there. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I remember what refreshing my phone thinking, nah, this can't be the right score. Nope. It went from 10 to 20 to 30. To 40, to 51 buckaroos on the Clippers. <laughs> and you ask what will happen the rest of the season? Oh, no, no, no. The Clippers weren't done there. They decided that they would try to tank their position in the playoffs. So they intentionally sat and tried to lose games. And it almost worked for them. They almost got to the finals, except they ran into the Suns. But for the last two games of the season, the Clippers were trying to avoid all the smoke. They did not want to play the Lakers, even though the Lakers were clearly not healthy. The Clippers tried to dodge a bullet, but they almost lost in the first round to Luka by himself. By himself. So Clippers, Clippers, they're a strong nominee. They have to for this season. For sure. Pancake P has to be mentioned. And the yeah. Clippers got to be mentioned. Pancake P was a staple at the start of the year. Mm-hmm. He started yeah. at the start of the year. He was our strongest nominee. He he did improve as the season went on. Had a good showing in the playoffs. So he's borderline now. But Pancake P and the Clippers yeah. got to be mentioned <laughs> yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. It is with great sadness that my final nominee yeah. is the truth, Paul Pierce. We've mentioned <laughs> the company quite a bit. In, in these awards but paul pierce formerly of espn and i say formally <laughs> because my man was dutifully employed an employee in good standing and he decided to have a night in with the boys <laughs> and things got a little bit crazy um some illicit substances were smoked um Monica inhaled uh, there money. were some there were some ladies there they were paid. We won't don't know what they were paid for. 
Um, I'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and say they were just there to dance. Um, others have suggested they may have been paid for other activities. We're not sure. But the whole thing, why do we know about this? Well, we know about this because Paul Pierce literally live streamed the whole thing on Instagram. Like a dumbass. And was fired by ESPN, understandably. The only quick firing ESPN has ever done. Um, and then when Paul Pierce was asked about it later, he was actually, he left. He, didn't, he was never fired. Was I was just did. done with it. I was forced against my will to talk about LeBron James too much. It was never my idea. You know, I don't have a LeBron complex. The company forced me to talk about LeBron. And I, you know, I, I left. Paul, come on, man. <laughs> I, I, there are too many strong nominees this year. I think you dodged a bullet, but I want to see better from you. I, in, in a slower year, you may be in the Hall of Fame. So yeah. you can, and that's the truth. That is the truth, undeniable truth. I also wanted to bring y'all, uh, y'all's attention to one that we definitely just like flew by because it was so far back that I just thought of it right now. We had for the first 10 episodes a running saga of James Harden segments. That's right. That is not to be forgotten. It could be an honorable mention, but James Harden at the beginning of the year was premium mm. content, the Lord of the Beard. So just just super thought. If if we could group the Nets big three into one nominee, they would definitely make it into the good hustle hall of fame. Yeah. The amount of times Kyrie wow. Irving, Kyrie, we mentioned Kyrie a few times early in the year. James Harden a lot early in the year. Kevin Durant throughout the year. Those guys are clowns off the court. We had four episodes just for James Harden. <laughs> right. <laughs> Multiple. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Wow. All right, then. Without further ado, the committee has conferred, and this is a long process of all of the writers and um, coaches and players all get a say. And by that, the three of us is what I mean by that. Um, <laughs> technically, one of us was a coach and two of us were players. So I, I'm I, a coach I stand too. At, yeah, coaches, players, I stand by. Um, I write stuff occasionally, like we're writers. I, I stand by it. So all of the players, coaches, and writers were pulled. And without <laughs> further ado, your good hustle hall of fame class of 2021 and give it up for him. Our first and most obvious nominee is Bishop Sycamore high school. Give it up. Give it up. Just, just had to be in there sure. and by, and by proxy ESPN. Our second, our second inductee into the good hustle hall of fame for the worst take maybe of all time. And doubling down by on it and standing by it, Jay Williams. Jay Williams, welcome. You're finally made it into the Hall of Fame. The daggers and by extension, ESPN. Yes, <laughs> by proxy yet again. By proxy yet again, ESPN. And our third and final, setting the record for most good hustle awards in a single calendar year, with at least six. Kevin Durant, welcome to the Good Hustle Hall of Fame. Welcome, welcome. 
terrific hustle. Some of the worst takes I've seen all year. Exhibiting pettiness never before seen. <laughs> Exhibiting all-time insecurity just never before seen. The fastest and most dominant Twitter fingers of all time. Kevin Durant, welcome to the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Most dominant Twitter finger. I will say it. I've said it before. I will say it again. Stay off Twitter. Welcome. All right. I guess we can ditch the black tie outfits. The ceremony's over. <laughs> and based on our Robert Ori argument, I have a feeling we might have some disagreements about this next topic as well. Because we got to talk about the best NBA teams of all time. Now, our criteria for this, and you guys may have different criteria, um, but it's it's a team for a single year. So we're not talking about dynasties of multiple years. We're talking about one individual season. Okay. So for example, you know, the 15, 16 Cavs, that's one team, one year. And you guys may have done it differently, but I didn't include one core group of players for more than once if that makes sense, because like you could put the, the, you know, the 94, 95, 95, 96, 97, 98 bulls, you know, all individual teams, but I chose not to do that just to make the list more interesting. Um, So I didn't include more than one year of the same like core group of players, if that makes sense. So that, I mean, you guys may have done it differently, but that's what I decided. Also, are 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 we talking accolades or just the players on the team? However you decide to say it. And this is objectively, this is not preference. We are objectively saying these are the best in order from 10 to one. And I feel like it's become tradition because my list is usually the most controversial and you guys, (laughs) well, it's not objectively the most controversial. It's objectively the best, but you guys tend to agree more. So it's become tradition for me to go first. So I guess keeping with tradition. Yeah, um, my lists are always the most factual, always. Um, so we'll start with my list. <laughs> I, I that statement's above reproach. Um, I have a few honorable mentions for my list. Um, I have the 15 16 calves as an honorable mention, um, mostly because that's the best LeBron has ever been. And the team was decent, you know, prime Kyrie. Kevin Love was actually healthy. Really good team. Didn't make the top 10 for me, though. Um, I wanted to put him in, but it would undermine my credibility. I have the 08-09 Celtics as an honorable mention. Really great team. Really great team. Um, But in my opinion, not one of the top 10. And it pains me to say. Um, my last honorable mention is I have the 2012-2013 Heat. Another really great team. LeBron at the start of his absolute prime and his dominance in the playoffs. Um, but once again, outside the top 10. My number 10 all-time team is the 13-14 Spurs. You have young Kawhi starting to come into his own, starting to become the claw. And you still have Duncan, Parker, and Ginobili who are not yet past their prime. They're starting to come down a little bit, but they're still in their primes. Coach Pop, you had some really good role players. Uh, Boris Diaw, um, 
was Danny Green on that team? Young Danny Green, I want to say, was on that team. Not young. Really but... great. Really great team. Um, I dare say maybe the best team chemistry of all time. Just the way they played basketball was just art. Just beautiful the way they played the game. At number nine, I have the 82-83 76ers. This is MVP Moses Malone and Dr. J. One of the all-time great teams and definitely underrated. And, you know, if I include a Sixers team in this list, that must mean they deserve some respect. Keeping along with that team, with that trend of teams I hate but have to include, I have at number eight, I have the 88 89 Pistons. This would be the bad boys Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars, Rick Mahorn, Dennis Rodman, Bill Lambeer. Some might call them dirty, but whatever it was, they were one of the toughest teams in, an, in NBA history. They just played the game differently and they were just tougher than everybody else and just bullied their way to the championship figuratively and literally number seven i have the 0102 la lakers this is kobe and kobe and shaq at their finest well along with some other really good role players Derek fisher eddie jones rick fox just to name a few um could have been more dominant considering the amount of talent they had, but I mean, this is a team that a lot of other teams would want no part of. Prime Shack was just scary. Mm-hmm. Number six, I have the 86 87 Lakers. This is Magic Johnson in his prime, Kareem Abdul Jabbar, James Worthy, um, Byron Scott, uh, AC Green, I think was on this team as well. Um, they absolutely throttled the Celtics that year in the finals. Um, one of the best teams all time. At number five, I have the 70-71 Milwaukee Bucks. Speaking of Kareem, this is young Kareem. This is Afro Kareem. <laughs> Maybe the most dominant player in NBA history in his, at, in his time in Milwaukee. Like He just absolutely destroyed everybody with the skyhook. Pair that with maybe the best point guard in NBA history, Oscar Robertson. They were unstoppable. This was the first team to really break through like that Lakers, you know, Celtics embargo that had been going on for pretty much all of the 60s, and they just destroyed everybody. Speaking of the Celtics, at number four, I have the 85-86 Celtics. Um, This was probably in my opinion, the best team of the eighties when the Celtics were all completely healthy. This is Larry Bird as MVP, Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale, Bill Walton still had some gas in the tank. Dennis Johnson, um, just, they absolutely destroyed everybody that year, including the Lakers. They absolutely destroyed the Lakers in the finals that year. The next year, obviously the Lakers would get revenge. But that's because they weren't fully healthy. And, you know, health would be a problem for that Celtics team pretty much for the rest of the 80s. Larry Bird's back started to bother him. You had the infamous Kevin McHale injury in the finals. But that team, you know, obviously Bill Walton hurt literally everything after that Um, and before that. But for that year, he was actually healthy. Um, Cedric was on that team as well. Cedric Maxwell, like that team was just stacked. 
and they just destroyed everybody that year. At number two, or at number three, I have the 64-65 Celtics. Now, I've seen a lot of people who put the Lakers of the 60s ahead of the Celtics, and I don't know how that's possible. Like, yeah, that was a great team. Wilt, Elgin Baylor, um, Jerry West. But if the Celtics literally beat you every single time they play, then how can they be ranked ahead of them? And so I have the Celtics. Bill Russell, Tommy Heinsohn, Sam Jones, JoJo White later on. Um, I'm not sure if he was on that team in particular, but this was the best team of the Celtics um, of the 60s, the most dominant dynasty of all time. And this was the best year they just completely ran through everybody. And like I said, with the Lakers, three all-time greats and could not beat the Celtics. The Celtics just had their number. Bill Russell shut down Wilt better than anybody else. They could not break through. Red Auerbach with his obnoxious cigar. Um, the Celtics of the 60s were just different. And yeah, it was a different era, but I mean, that level of dominance in any era is just different. And number two, I have the 1617 Warriors. I think if you could mesh the regular season dominance of the 1516 Warriors with the playoff run of the 1617 Warriors, they would be number one. But because of the growing pains that the Warriors had kind of early in that year, once Katie first showed up, I think they have to be number two because the 95 96 Bulls, which are my number one team, had it all. They had the record for wins, which stood all the way until the 15-16 Warriors. And they have the dominant playoff run, absolutely destroying everybody in their way. And I don't know if the Bulls would beat the 16-17 Warriors, but I think I, for me, it's just the culmination of everything. It's the 71 regular season wins. It's the dominant playoff run. And so I, they got to be my number one team, in my opinion. Jordan at his absolute finest. Pippen at his absolute finest. Phil Jackson at his absolute finest. In an absolute masterpiece of the season. I disagree on your top two, but that's okay. <laughs> like, give, me, give me your list then, Dion. Hit me with right. your best NBA teams of all time. All right. So honorable mentions, I got, as you said, the Cavs from 15-16. And then I have the Nets of this year because their team, talent-wise, was one of the best I've ever seen. Just because they have Kyrie, KD, James Harden, and then they had a couple other all-stars, and then a killer uh, three-point shooter in Joe Harris. And people forget, but Spencer Dinwiddie was still on that team, even though he was injured. So we never know the full potential of that team, but just... Then hold on. What's your criteria then? Are you going from, like, talent-wise... Like results-wise, best what, team what's your the, criteria? Best team is just is a mix of both to me, and like talent is to me is the what determines if a team is one of the best of all times or not. Okay, fair enough. I mean, they had like six all stars, so you know they have to be on my. I didn't put them on my top ten. I said honorable mention. Then another honorable mention, I have the ninety eight ninety nine Spurs because those twin towers were. Dominant. Young Timmy and David Robinson, you know, they had to be on my honorable mention. No, wait, sorry. That was my top. That was my number 10. Sorry. I already had my honorable mention. Okay. That, my, top, my my 10th team is the 98-99 Spurs because they were just one of the most dominant big man duo of all time. 
Yeah, Greg Elliott and Avery Johnson too. Yeah, that was exactly. that was a great team. Exactly. Then I have another Spurs team. I have the 14, 15 Spurs at nine. Uh, I know you said like different, uh, t- like you can only put one team per spot, but like those are so far apart that I just had to. Put I mean, that, that was just my criteria. I yeah. just wanted to do that to have a okay. more robust list, but yeah. whatever you want to do. But yeah, young Kawhi, a bunch of great role players. Then you have Timmy, Manu, and Tony on their last like go arounds, you know. They put it together a well-managed uh, season. Uh, number eight, I have the 2012-2013 Heat, the big three. They had a bunch of, sh- like, all-time greats on that team that they just have to be on this list. Uh, as you mentioned, the 88-89 Pistons had to be on this list for me. The Bad Boys had a bunch of legends on that team. Put it, like... Just their physicality and everything. Just then after that, at six, I have the 0809 Celtics, big three, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce. Ooh, talk KG. to me. Huh? I said, ooh, talk to me. You know, they did, like their starting lineup was just like I I I was for a brief period. Not a fan. I was what's that what's the word that I'm looking for? I, was I mean, just, it was definitely a team you could love to hate. Exactly, exactly. Uh, then after that, to open up my top five, I have the 2000-2001 Lakers, Kobe and Shaq. You know, I would put them in multiple years, but, you know, we try to keep it to one time per group. Uh, top, uh, top four, I have the 70-71 Bucks. As for all the reason you mentioned, uh, and then I have top three. I have the Boston Celtics from 85, 86. I don't want to repeat what you said, but, you know, you know what they did back then. Then this is where we come to a disagreement. Uh, to me, the Bulls, 95, 96, they have all the accolades. I get it. But talent wise, to me, the... Warriors with KD, Curry, Clay, and Draymond, and Yugodala were the best team of all time. They're just there's just too much firepower. They even won the championship multiple times. So, you know, they are my best team of all time, Golden State Warriors. I mean, I'm not mad at it. It's close. Like, those are – in my mind, it's those two and everybody else. Like, I don't think there's anybody else in contention – in my mind, for the top spot, like I don't want to throw VJ under the bus if he has something different, but I mean, I feel like those two teams are just by themselves. Of every other team mentioned, I don't think comes particularly close to those two. BJ, what do you got? All right, honorable mention is kind of long here. Uh, I'll start <laughs> off with the 2009 2010 Los Angeles Lakers, these are Kobe Lakers. Uh, they had a pretty good roster up and down. I feel like uh, Kobe was at his peak pretty much in his prime. Well, he still had some help. Um, kind of a hot one here. The 2012 Oklahoma City Thunder. Ooh, young Russell Westbrook, awesome. young KD, young Harden. I was really feeling that. I thought if they had to stay together, they might have had a shot. Yeah, Ibaka. Um, can't remember if Reggie Jackson was – Still a young pup on the team just yet. Too. I don't think they he had, was there they had yet, some, but he, he had it might have been like his rookie year or something. Was it? Okay. 
When I look back, how did that team not win a title? Like, how? Because they, they yeah. disbanded after they lost to LeBron. Yeah, yeah they, mean, they didn't want to pay James Harden four million dollars yeah, exactly. is yeah, what you I think exactly. is four million dollars. So he, he got traded James for uh, Kevin Martin, right? Yep, <laughs> ugliest <laughs> shot I've ever seen. Good, yeah, good deal. Okay. Uh, <laughs> another honorable mention: the '89 Pistons, like Taylor said, the bad boys. Pretty much upset about them. Um, a team I really want to show some love to: the '94 '95 Houston Rockets. Yes. Hakeem Olajuwon, Clutch City, Kenny Smith, all that. Um, number 10, I'm taking the 2016 Cavaliers. Coming back down 3-1, I think that uh, was one of the – I think that was the first time that's ever really been done, uh, especially to do it against the Warriors mentioned. Uh, number nine, I'm going with the 71-72 Los Angeles Lakers. This was a team that won 33 straight games in the season. Uh, had the logo, Jerry West. Will Chamberlain on the squad, just like record, like video game numbers all across Elgin the board. Elgin Baylor too. Mm-hmm. Elgin Baylor, they they had a crew. Um, number eight, 2013-2014 Spurs. Like like we were all saying, I, they they blew Miami Heat out the water in the finals mm-hmm. by a record margin. I think Gary Neal of all people was leading the. I think three point percentage. Danny Green, yes. Kawhi, yeah. They Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker still had some giddy up mm-hmm. left in them. They had a they had a squad. Yeah. Uh, number seven. I'm going with the 85, 86 Celtics. Uh, the big three: Parrish, McHale, and Bird. You really yeah. couldn't talk. You really couldn't mess with them back in, especially in the 80s. Like that was tough to deal with inside outside game. I think Larry putting up 2016 and seven, if I want to say. Um, number six, I'm going with Showtime 86 87 Lakers, where you got James Worthy on the right and you got Byron Scott to your left. You got an older Kareem. At this point, he was putting up like 17 a game. He was still contributing, but it was Magic League around that time, too. So the 87 Lakers were pretty much hard to top off. You know, getting to my top five, um, I'm taking the 2016 Warriors at top in my five 73 and nine like we we're saying they didn't really get the job done but you know I think they chased that 73 and nine uh record more than they really chased the title which is why ultimately came back to bite them but Steph record setting season unanimous MVP um number four 2012-2013 Miami Heat rattle off 27 straight W's in a season um probably one of the most dominant uh they're one of the most dominant defensive teams i've ever seen especially to not have a center and to do what they did um in 2013 number three uh i'm taking the 2001 lakers they went 16 and one in the playoffs they swept through pretty much everybody they came across Shaq was at his, his peak of his powers kobe was coming to his own um what more can you say? Phil Jackson had them running the triangle to perfection. Uh, number two, no shock here, really. 2016-2017 Warriors. Katie kind of breaks the matrix, joins the team, and there's really nothing you can do about it. They really didn't have any trouble in the playoffs. Uh, I think Utah took a game off of them, and then LeBron and the Cavs took a game off them, but it really was no competition for them. And then number one, Obviously, probably the toughest team to ever be assembled. But I still think the Warriors might be able to take them. However, the 96 Bulls, probably like as top all time to me, 
Um, everything we're saying, Jordan at his, his peak, Scotty at his peak, you got Dennis. And then not to mention, you got a point guard who's like six, seven and Ron Harper. Uh, you got toughness and you got these guys who all pretty much know each other. Um, but yeah, seven, two and 10 and they got the job done. You can't really, I mean, debate that, but yeah, that's my top, it's my top 10 of all time. I mean, I, I feel like my only real issue with your list is I don't know how you can include a team that didn't win the championship in the top 10. Like I get the 73 and nine thing, but it, like in my mind, if I feel like you can't be included in the top teams of all time, if you didn't finish that, that's just me, but, but, like, like, but they set a, they set a record though. I know, but like, it, Oh my that, 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 forget that's, about that's, it. Let me let me take him off and put who you want me to put in instead. Cause I know everything <laughs> I say is always gotta be oh but there's a caveat <laughs> I didn't know. Wow, defensive much? No, you just it's are no like, like best but like no, 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 no. You said your list was exactly the best, but you think your <laughs> list is the best. So every time we don't agree, it's gotta be oh but you know there was that one time at band camp so who do you want to <laughs> remove instead of the, the, the war who do you want because 73 games in a season 73 games is that's weak if you win 73 games out of 82 you suck wow so you get to the finals i feel personally yeah. attacked we are personally attacked every time our list differs. So welcome to the <laughs> That's club. That's the whole point, right? We're supposed to uh, we're supposed to talk about it. I'll let you talk. I didn't really have a problem with your list, but oh my goodness, the Warriors seventy three games. That's trash. You I can't didn't really say it was trash. But you're I like, said I, I disagree. Team in there. Yeah, I don't know how you can have a team there. I didn't win the title. I'm like, oh, now titles mean something. I thought they didn't mean anything I thought, an I hour ago. Now they mean earlier. something. <laughs> oh my, the tables have now titles mean it, 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 the titles only mean something. Oh when my Taylor gosh, <laughs> you guys are yeah. salty as hell. Is it true? That's because you're wrong. Is it? Oh man, titles weren't weren't, weren't uh, everything this is at, a, this at is the beginning Skip of Bayless. this episode. At this, this episode. is Skip Bayless School of Skip Skip by two hours. Yeah, let me flip it. Now titles mean everything, but when to Robert Ory, they mean yeah. You what the fuck is basketball me. about? What is basketball about? <laughs> You're now, killing now me, BJ. Now, let me, I'm going to remove me. the 16 Warriors. Let me, oh, the 07-08 Celtics, they won a title. They're I didn't even put them in my decade. top 10. No, I'm saying they won a title, and everybody remembers that, right? Let me put let me put them in. They were great. They were great. Got one title out of the big three. They were great. Right. Let me it's ask you then. Let me let me ask you then, BJ. Is are the 2012 Patriots the greatest football team of all time? If you win, eight, if you go 18 and one, and you you lose a Super Bowl, I mean you, that's still in history. That's still in history books. I mean, I appreciate it. I I, I appreciate the Patriots. So post, lot, yeah, so I'm posting one game is supposed to decide like if you win or lose, that's just going to decide like whether your season meant something or not. But if you 73 games out of 82, and that's like, oh, you know. Let me let me put it to you this. Let me put it to you this way. I do think the 15 and 16 Warriors would beat most of the teams on my list. So if that's your criteria, I totally get it. Yeah, but I feel so like how couldn't they be top 10 by that logic? How couldn't they be top 10? If they could beat most of the teams on the top 10 list, why, how can they not be top 10? Even if they didn't win, regardless if they lost the championship. Right. So that, I, I mean, if that's your criteria spot on, but like my criteria was, I feel like 
you have to to be objectively one of the top 10 greatest of all time you have to win the championship but I mean, if that's your criteria, I get it. So you think another team is going to win 73 games? We'll see that again? You think we'll I mean, that's, see that? I mean, I don't think so. Like, and the fact that they did did it without Kevin Durant, of like this was a team that was completely homegrown and still won mm-hmm. 73 games, other than Andre Iguodala. But, I mean, he wasn't like a hot free agent when yeah. he went to the Warriors. I just feel like it was the perfect storm. And I agree with you that like, I feel like in some way it cost them the championship, but maybe they were just so out of gas from getting 73 Mm -hmm. wins. I don't think we'll ever see it again in the era of like load managing and like, and maybe it was that team of people realize like if you put too much pressure on the regular season, it's going to cost you down the road. So I don't think we'll ever see that again. It made me wonder too, like if you put like take our top two honorable mentions and you put them in a bracket, who would actually win? Because even though they're my top team, I don't think the Bulls would beat some of these teams. Like I do think, you know, this is we're going to talk about this next week. I do think Jordan is the GOAT, but I don't think the Bulls would beat the 16-17 Warriors. And honestly, I might take the 0102 Lakers to win it all just because I think Shaq oh, that year was um, the biggest mismatch yeah, ever. Shaq. Yeah. So, I mean, I love Bill Russell. I love Wilt. I love Moses Malone. I love young Kareem, but I don't think anybody's stopping Shaq. So maybe they, nah. maybe they win it all. I don't know. Interesting to think about. Yeah. But. So yeah, I mean, to preview next week's episode, we are going to have the great debate. We're going to try and keep it, try and keep it civil. This is going to be very official. We're going to have opening statements. We're going to name our arguments, point counterpoint of who is the goat. And I want to have, I want to have a guest on as well. We'll have to find somebody to. Maybe we're going to have Papa Franklin on for that. So the LeBron guys don't don't gang up on me, but. Um, yeah, if you guys are listening to this, know that we appreciate you guys. Quick reminder to follow us on social media. Huge shout out to 785 Sports for working with us. Be sure to check them out on social media as well. Be sure to tune in next time, and we will catch you guys down the road. In business, you rarely hear the expression for life. You make a purchase for a product, for a service, and and there's a there's a time frame there. Well, that's not the case with Awaken 180 weight loss. Allow me to explain. You know, a year ago, I started with Awaken 180 weight loss and had incredible success losing weight. But you can lose all the weight in the world and not keep it off. And what good is it? That's why I have support for life from Awaken 180. Yeah. I mean, I go back for check-ins and make sure everything's going smoothly. But if I ever had a problem, the counselors are there to get me back on track. Why don't you do what I did and call for a consultation? 844-346-1800. 844-346-1800. Or go to awaken180weightloss.com.